The new series is entitled, Taking Responsibility for Your Life. Wow. You know, that's a question that, that needs to be asked. Am I taking responsibility for my life, really? You know, we'd love to say that. You know, none of us want to admit, ever want to admit that we are irresponsible. That's just kind of not in our, in our, in our, in our fabric of DNA. We always try to explain it. Well, hold on, this is what happened, and this is why it happened. And instead of stopping and saying, hold on, let me just take responsibility for my life. It's kind of like greed. Greed is very difficult to see in yourself, right? But you can sure see greed in someone else, right? Same with taking responsibility. You can see the irresponsibility of everyone around you. But it's very difficult to see how irresponsible we are when we look in the mirror. Isn't that funny? You catch your wife being irresponsible or your husband? Like that. Your kids, you're on it. But yourself, like what? No, let me explain the situation. If you knew the facts before the situation, then that would justify my irresponse. We don't say it that way, but that's how we like to act. Um, we live in a culture that's increasing in irresponsibility. Yes. You know, one of the saddest statistics is that 40% of kids this year will be born to a single mother. That's a sad statistic. 40%. You know what does a, you know what does a single mom's? It drives them into poverty instantly. If they have no support system, it just drives them down. No support system. 40% of children are, are living without their father at home. That's just statistics. You know, but what affects our, our culture is that we have rights. <clears throat> Don't mess with me. I have rights. I have the right to be irresponsible. We don't, we don't proclaim it. We just live that way. I have the right to be irresponsible, and you don't have the right to hold me accountable. Don't do it. And what is repeated, unfortunately, gets rewarded. Think about that for a second. Anytime an individual, a group, a corporation acts irresponsibly, someone else has to shoulder the blame for that person. It is not a neutral thing. Irresponsibility connects everyone connect, affects everyone connected with it. Let me give you an example. An awesome, loving mother goes in, into her child's room and sees the toys, sees things laying all over the couch, uh, children's you know, socks on the floor, and the awesome mom goes, I'm going to pick them up because I'm loving. And you pick them up on Monday. You pick them up on Tuesday. They get home from school and their backpacks cluttered and pencils are flying everywhere. And, but on Thursday, you pick them up. And on Friday, you're mad. What is this? Because there comes a point, even for the most loving mother, to realize that irresponsibility is not neutral. It affects others around that are connected to it. But we want to think, I'm just going to be irresponsible and it's only going to affect myself. No. It affects others around us. When I act irresponsibly at home, I'm in essence saying this, I'm expecting someone else to clean up my mess. Karen does not let me get away with that. If my socks are in the living room, I have to go get my own socks. Lately what I've been doing in my house with the kids 
I said, hey, I, I, they come into my house, and I said, hey, listen, are you trying to tell me that, you know, you left this here, so you want, you want me to do it because you're too lazy to pick it up yourself? Is that what you want? Is that what you're telling Dad? They're like, no, but that's what you're telling me because you're leaving stuff all over the house, and guess who has to pick it up? They're, they're like, me, yeah, you, but you want me to pick it up. Irresponsibility. It affects people. It's not just neutral. It's not. It impacts everyone that's connected to it. I want to share with you in the Bible where irresponsibility first began. It's the easiest book of the Bible to turn to. Look in your Bibles in Genesis chapter 1. Where irresponsibility first began in mankind. We're going to look at this, 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 this book of Genesis, this ancient book, through the lens of irresponsibility. Context. Everything was just created. Human beings were just created. And it's interesting to look, and it's fascinating to look at the Bible. Even if you don't believe these words, you have to appreciate the insights that this ancient book of Genesis shows us and reveals to us our nature. Because we believe God created us. And so in verse 27 of chapter 1, it says, So God created... Human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in numbers. Basically, God said, go and have some babies. Go and have some babies. Wait, wait a minute, God. Don't we need any, any don't we need like some laws? Go and have some babies. Hey, God, don't we need the Ten Commandments? Go and have some children. That came much later. Before he gives the human race laws, before he gives the human race the Ten Commandments, God gives them responsibility. Before all of that, before there was sin in the world, he gave responsibility to make family. He also says, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. The earth was their responsibility to take care of it. Take good care of it. God gave them a lot of responsibilities. Just gave them one rule. Don't eat fruit from that tree over there. But everything else was responsibility. Have children. Subdue the earth. Rule over the fish. Then God says, I'll give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that is, has fruit with its seed in it. They'll be your food. Be responsible. Take care of yourself. When, there, when responsibility is high, there's very little need for loss because you're taking responsibility. And God gives them responsibility to rule and subdue before any commandment was given. No Ten Commandments. No laws. What can we learn from this? Well, God created you to be responsible. He created you to be responsible. You know, we are most happiest when we're given some responsibility and we feel like we're doing well with it. We are very joyful about that. It's hard to find a happy, irresponsible person. <laughs> It's hard to find one of those guys. 
a happy guy who's completely irresponsible. You may have, you know, we, we know responsibility touches us home because oh, there's always one in the family that's irresponsible. Sometimes there's two. I had two in my family. It affects everybody. When one of my brothers is in trouble, it affects the whole family. It doesn't just affect him. It affects everybody. It's hard to find a, a happy, irresponsible person, but I can always find a person that doesn't take responsibility. They're easy to spot. They're in conversations in your house. When someone points something out, we just want to justify it. That's, you're challenging me, but let me tell you why you're wrong. Let me tell you why, because this happened, and that's why I yelled at you. That's why I was prideful with you, because your, your, your delivery is not good. Not good. Instead of owning what's being addressed to us, it's the delivery process. The delivery needs, needs a little work. Come back to me a little more humble, and I'll own everything. Right? That's how it, it, it affects everyone. And then your kids are watching this irresponsible, you know, throw back out. It's not my fault, right? And what are they learning? Well, mom and dad is it all the time. They know, they know the system. You know, after this incredible responsibility in the garden, in the creation story, things don't, know, things don't go very well after this. God gives them responsibility, uh, and then here comes, here comes Satan. He comes in the picture. He slithers in, and, and uh, he gave Eve the fruit. A Adam was, you know, he was, he was with, uh, with her there. He's like, whoa, it's, I don't know what's going on, whatever, you know. Uh, they both feel shamed and naked. And in Genesis chapter 3, and verse 8, that says, The man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. You know, you know whenever we have this kind of shame or guilt of being in trouble, but we, we, we should have done this, we didn't. Yeah. You know, the reaction sometimes is we want to hide. We want to hide from the, our irresponsibility. We want to hide in the bushes. And so they were hiding in the bushes. And said, so, but the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you were in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked and so I hid. And then God says, and he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from that tree that I commanded you not to eat from? Adam, I'm going to hold you accountable to being responsible. So that's the interaction. God is trying to always hold us accountable to the responsibility He's given us. But our nature is to hide. Our nature is to, is to hide in the bushes and hope God doesn't find out. And He asked that, that, that famous question, have you eaten from that tree that I commanded you not to eat from? And of course, we all know the story. Adam says, yes, I did. I take full responsibility for my actions. Do with me as you will, Lord. Leave Eve out of this. She's innocent. She's done nothing. It is I, Lord. I face you as a man to his God. For those of you who aren't laughing, you don't read your Bibles. <laughs> In actuality, Adam says, 
Um, uh, the woman you put here with me, I didn't ask for a woman. I didn't even know what a woman was. You don't want the window into my rib and took it out and made this woman. I didn't ask for that. I was doing just fine. So why don't you and Eve work it out? I'm going to go over here. That's what he's saying. Look at the mess that you guys created. I'm going to go hang out with some of the, some of the animals. God, this is not my fault. This is your fault. That's what Adam did. Wow. This is where the story goes terribly wrong. Mm -hmm. And this is where a story that this ancient document, the book of Genesis, writes about our human nature. You are laughing. You are giggling because you know yep. it's true. Absolutely. It's true. And we laugh and giggle, but being irresponsible affects people and hurts people that are connected to you. It just does. So he says... She gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, Well, the serpent uh -oh. deceived me, and I ate it. And the serpent's like, Yeah, it was me, my plan, Lord, my plan all along. Oh, yeah, that was me. Oh, he get that? Get that? It was me. Everyone is trying to shift responsibility. Everyone does not want to take responsibility in this account. That is the fall of man. Because what's true here is that irresponsibility creates something. It creates conflict. Just think about your life. Just take a topic. Let's say your finances. When you're irresponsible with your finance, it affects the entire family. It affects your wife. You know, one of the top reasons for marital, marital divorce is financial. It's based on insecurity. It's based on reckless spending. And God is asking a question, have you spent the money to honor me on yourself? Because that would be irresponsible. Parents, we can be irresponsible with our children. You know, one of the, one of the people were put, were put in charge of one of the kids... And uh, he was supposed to be watching his little sister this morning. And I saw a little girl wandering by the classrooms by herself. And I didn't know her. I said, I might recognize this. She, she's one of our kids. And so I invited her over and she grabbed my hand and I took her to the parent. I said, who was responsible for this child? And it was the brother. So I went over to the brother and says, you know, she could have wandered off into the wilderness. Someone, someone else could have took her. I said, you've got to be responsible. It's a little, little person here. Totally trusted me. Didn't even know me. We got to be responsible. It affects people. It affects people. Irresponsibility. When it comes to your faith, when you put your faith in something else, when you've been entrusted with the good news of the gospel of truth, what do you do with that? If you're a Christian, if you claim to be a Christian, and you have the good news of truth in your lap, what do you do with that? Are you, are you responsible with the good news? The direction is to spread the good news. Yeah. Spread the love. If you claim to be a Christian, you know, I saw a video this week. One of the ma ma magicians called Penn and Teller. I just saw a little video clip. And he was sharing the story 
And this guy is, an, is a, a renowned atheist, does not believe in Christianity, makes fun of Christians. And he shares a moment on his little uh, personal uh, video site. He shares a moment where a, a man comes up to him after his performance. Gives him a small little Gideon Bible. Uh, it wasn't Gideon, but it was a small, he, he called it a Gideon, but it was a small Bible. And, and he, he's presented with it by this, this man. The man goes, hey, I'm not a crazy person. I'm a businessman. I'm a Christian. I just wanted you to have this, and I wanted you to, uh, uh, I, I have Jesus as my Lord. I wanted to share that, my experience with you. And he's sharing this. And he's saying, and Penn says, how much do you have to hate someone if you believe you're a Christian and you have, and you, and you have this truth? How much do you have to hate someone not to share the truth? This is what he's sharing, an atheist. And I'm sitting there going, that is so convicting. And he kept saying, you know, I don't believe in Christianity, but this was a good man. He kept saying over and this man was a good man. He took time. He came up to me. He shared with me the tr his truth of Christianity. He's like, man. Great point, G. I was like, wow. And that's an atheist. What are we doing with what we've been given responsibility to have? The truth of what it means to be a Christian. You know, I was watching a show on TV called Hatfield McCoy's. If you're from the Midwest, you're from West Virginia or, or the East, West Virginia and Kentucky. It's a famous story of two families fighting bloodshed for 10 years. Children were killed, brothers were killed, uncles were killed. This was a war of wars of two families that lived across the river from Kentucky to West Virginia. And how it all started, according to this little, you know, Dama documentary. The two Hatfield McCoy were actually friends who served on the Confederate Army in the Civil War. And they were fighting. And McCoy had saved Hatfield's life from a, and killed a Union soldier who was about to get the drop on him. And Hatfield saved his platoon and said, Everyone retreat. I'm going to hold off the Union as you retreat. And he miraculously survives. But a few days later, Hatfield says, You know what? I don't believe in this war anymore. I'm going home. And he goes home. And McCoy, in the corner of the, the drama documentary, he was a Church of Christ guy. They were singing songs that we just sang in church. And so he's upset at Hatfield for not being responsible to fulfill his duty. And so he's mad. He's annoyed, so when they meet up after the war in the same little saloons and towns they go to in the marketplace, McCoy will not forgive Hatfield. He's like, you gave up on, on us. You didn't fulfill your responsibility. And from that interaction, their sons started and cousins started to hate each other. Started with one person being irresponsible, thinking it was just an act for himself, but it affected other people. And a good relationship turns bad because you're irresponsible. It affects us. It's deeper. It's not neutral. There's a guilt that's weighed on us. What is that to us? This is, this is Judas and the temple priest. What is that to us? 
He's trying to make it right. You know, he was given the responsibility with the truth of the gospel. And what does Judas do? He betrays the Lord Jesus. And what do the priests do? We're supposed to uphold the law and not murder, not kill. They go, hey, don't give us back this money. That's your responsibility. No, you gave him the money. You conspired to kill Jesus. That's not our, you know, when you think of Pontius Pilate, his blood is on your hands, not on mine. It's your responsibility. Even though he had the power and the authority to stop everything. It's your responsibility, not mine. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. And then he went away and he hanged himself because there is a part of us when we're irresponsible, it brings a certain shame and guilt because we know we were created to be responsible. We know that. And we feel bad about it. We feel guilty about it. We feel terrible about our irresponsibility. Judas went too far. Judas hung himself. But there's a, there's a truth here that there is shame when we're ir ir irresponsible. There's a weight that we carry into every other relationship and environment. You, you may convince your, you know, me, but it's hard to convince yourself. You may act responsible to others, but in your heart of hearts, you're irresponsible. And you know it and you feel terrible about it. We, we become like trial lawyers, right? We make the case. It's somebody else's fault that I failed my driver's test. Somebody else's fault. I can't get a job. It's somebody else's fault why I don't exercise. The TV shows are just too exciting this season. They're amazing. <laughs> it's not my fault I don't have a relationship with my kids. I gotta put food on the table. I have to have a job. Let me tell you something. The reality is, when you don't have time for your family because of your work, that's your fault. That's not the church's fault. It's yours. You select a job that takes you away from your kids and you, and you want to blame other people? Don't do that. that. Don't do that. You chose that job. You chose that career. And the, the repercussions come. You're going to spend less and less time with your family. That's the reality. But we want to blame everything else. It's not an issue of food on the table. There are a lot of people that live less than you that put food on the table. It's a matter of lifestyle and taking responsibility. What do you want? You want time with your family? Well, then make a, a schedule where you're going to spend time with your family. That's what taking responsibility is. It's not my fault. I don't have any, any fun with my kids. It's not my fault I had an affair. It's not my fault that I'm drowning financially. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. We do that all the time. Right. But we have to decide, am I going to take responsibility for my life? It's, is it crazy? Yes. Take responsibility. The first thing I want you to do is listen for the blame. Try to catch yourself blaming someone else. I know the other person that's hearing you is, 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 can identify, yeah, it's you, it's you. But I want you to try to listen for it. Your spouse knows what you're doing, but I want you to listen for it. Okay? I love the, okay, let me explain. No, no, no. What I want is that I'm sorry. Not a, let me explain. Just try it. Try talking yourself into taking responsibility for your life. What part that, that we want to understand today is that it, it affects people around you. In every conflict, what part of what happened is my responsibility? 
just take responsibility for what you, what your part is. Everyone's got a piece, right? So remember, you were created to be responsible. God made you that way, and you're the most happiest when you take responsibility. Your marriage is the happiest. I can't tell you, my wife is so excited when I take responsibility. She is so mad when I'm irresponsible. But she is so happy when I take responsibility. Even if I take responsibility for stuff that's not mine, like I go into the kitchen, I'll clean those dishes. Happy joy. Happy joy, because I see a need, and I'll try to meet it. Right? Happy wife, happy life, I think. <laughs> so I want us to take responsibility. Amen. I want us to ask the question, am I taking responsibility for my life? We're going to get out a little bit early today. I want us to spend some time, David's going to come up, spend some time in fellowship, and I want to get us to get our kids at 12 noon so we can spend some time and not interrupt their class because we want to be responsible and, and, and they want to be responsible and the teachers want to be responsible as well. Thank you guys.